Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, so excited that you're here. Super pumped that, that you're going to be here on this 4th of July weekend. I know you started a little bit late just so you can come to church, so we thank you for, for that. Well, first, my, my name is Antonio. I, I oversee the youth ministry here. And on Wednesday, so if you have a teenager from the grade 6 to 12th grade, on Wednesday nights, we, we meet in the chuck wagon, so a uh, wonderful time at 7 o'clock. We end at 8.30. We would love to have them. We, we do the service pretty much like this, so some of the worship team uh, that's up here is over there on Wednesday nights, too, so it's, like, amazing. So how it felt earlier is how it feels over there. Uh, in the fall and the spring, we have small groups. Our youth leaders, they pour into our teenagers. Like, I'm just so amazed by our youth leaders at times that are there just pouring into our teen. I don't think they get a lot of thank yous enough, I, I guess you would say, but I, I think I, this is my opportunity to uh, thank them in that moment because, man, they, they, the majority of them have full-time jobs. They have their families. They take out their Wednesdays, not just their Wednesdays, but when they have activities, students have uh, football games. They're there when they're texting them, hey, let's go out to eat. Let's go, let's go do stuff. And so we're just so thankful for our youth ministry, pour, our youth leaders pouring into our youth ministry. At that, that. So if you see them, tell them thank you. Also, if you, this is your first time here, man, we would love to connect with you after. I know you, some of y'all already went to guest guest booth and then the info table. But we would love to connect with you after service. I would love to personally hear your story, why you're here. Uh, uh, love just, just how you got here and just all the things that God's doing in your life. And also, uh, Pam and Tony, they're sitting up here in the front, man. They would love to connect with you. They're, they're kind of our connections team and oversee all, all of that. So, man, they would love to connect with you as well and just really get to know more about you. But... With that, if it's your first time, uh, make sure you check us out three times because like our pastor says, hey, your first experience might not be your best experience. So I might not be here up next week. I won't be up here next week. So you might be like, thank, thank God uh, he's not going to be up there and our pastor's going to be up there. But we do have uh, next week, Pastor Aaron will be here. So we'll start a new series at the movies. So y'all have these on y'all seats. Make sure you grab some. I think we're going to have some more in the back where you can hand out, uh, invite your family, your friends. And these times, it's a very, very uh, impactful for you to invite people in this moment to know more about Jesus, to, to get them here. And Pastor Aaron and Mrs. Erica, they're great, great communicators. One thing I love about them is that he's the same person on and off the platform. You, he's the same person. He, however he is on here, he's the same way out, 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 out the platform with his family, with his wife, with his leaders, and just so grateful that we get to be under his leadership. But with that, let's go ahead and pray. God, we, we thank you for this moment, Lord. We, we thank you for this, for this time, for this Sunday morning that we get to be here. Thank you for, for, for this wonderful congregation, Lord, that you just move in this place, that the Holy Spirit just moves, Lord, and it's your words and not my words, God. And throughout this uh, Fourth of July weekend, that you just keep us safe during these moments as we pop fireworks, spend time with our families, eat all that good food, God, and you just keep us protected through that. Uh, we love you. We thank you. And everybody says, amen. amen. All right. Well, I don't know if any of y'all have ever been confused. I, I, I turned 30 next, next, next uh, week. And, and I've been confused a lot of times, so I'm pretty sure some of you have gotten confused in the past days, months, years about something, right? Just confused. Uh, one thing, I, I am very confused, but before that, I, I'm about to be married 12 years in November. So to my beautiful wife, she's right here sitting in the front. I know I'm embarrassing her. But 12 years, some of the best 12 years of my life uh, that, that, that we have spent together and we get to celebrate 12 years. But one thing I do still get confused about out of our 12 years of marriage is what does she want to eat? Like, it's always like, hey, let's go out to eat. All right, let's go. And I was like, okay, well, where do you want to go? And she, it's always a, I don't know. What do you mean, I don't know? And she just tells me, like, man, I'm super hungry. I could eat all this stuff. Okay, well, where do you want to go? I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure I'm not the only husband in here who's the same way, who says, hey, like, my wife's the same way. She doesn't know what she wants to eat, you know? I said, okay, do you want sushi? She's like, no. Uh, do, do you want tacos? I don't know. Do you want a, a cheeseburger? I don't know. Do you want Chick-fil-A? I don't know. Like, all this place, like, I don't know. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we, we can just go. So I, I finally decide after, like, three, four hours of, of wanting to what to eat. <laughs> Oh, we go, we get there, and, and we show up, and we, I make sure we, I go to a place with a variety. So if you're barely married, make sure you go to a place with a variety of places so you don't get in trouble. But we get there, and I order something, and she's like, oh, you're going to order that? That doesn't even look good. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to order that. And she's like, okay. So we, so we order, and I'm there, and she's just, I'm, I'm eating, and I just look across, and she's literally like just hands rubbing together and just like, man, that looks good. Can I, can I have some of your, can I have your taco? Can I have some of that? I'm like, are you kidding me? You just said you didn't want this. So it, it's, I don't know. So I don't know if you're, you're there. We'll be praying for you. I know that uh, after service, we have uh, uh, prayer partners, so you can come up for that. But that, that can be confusing at times. And uh, one thing I'll be speaking to you about is, is uh, baptisms, water baptisms today. And at times, that can be confusing as well. Like, hey, how does that look like? When I hear that, when I see that, I, I know they're talking about baptisms. I, I'd, I'd rather not go to church. I'd rather watch it online. Or I know they're having them on, on July 17th, so I might, might not go. In those moments, we, we can get confused about that. Like, well, how is it supposed to be done? Is it supposed to be done in a lake, in a bathtub, in a bin, in a swimming pool, in a shower? How does that look like? And a lot of times uh, we see that, but it, the cool thing about it is the early church, the early disciples had the same situation as well. They, they, they talked amongst themselves and say, hey, how do we do that? How, what, what does baptism look like? How does it look like? How is it supposed to be? And they, they, they talked about it. They gathered together. And one thing uh, we're going to talk about is what, what is baptism? So I'm just going to give you the definition of it. And it's the re- religious rite of sprinkling water onto a person's forehead or of an immersion in water, symbolizing purification or regenerate, regeneration. So here we, we do an immersion of water. So pretty much it, w- w- what it means, the definition, it's, it's an outward expression of an inward decision, saying, hey, I, wanna, I did something in, in here that I want to express now to the whole world, to, to everybody around, to, to my people group, to, to, to my family, to my friends. I want to show them, that, hey, this is, I made a decision in here, and I want to show everybody now. So it's the next step in a Christian walk. We practice a believer's baptism where we baptize people after they make a conscious decision. So what is a conscious decision here at Rise? So one, it's you repent and you turn from death to life, so salvation. Two, you follow Jesus. And three, you be baptized. So after those three steps, you say, hey, I want to get baptized. So we baptize after they made they make a conscious decision. The big question, I know uh, all of us ha- are in here. I have friends back home, and this is the biggest question. What about kids? What, what about my child? Can I baptize them? Can, how does that look like? So we go back to, like what I said, after they make that conscious decision of saying, hey, I've given my life to God. I know what it means. Uh, I want to follow Jesus, and now I want to get baptized. So here, here at Rise, you say, well, oh, man, that's a bummer. I, my kid can't be baptized, so I, I guess i got to go somewhere else. No, what we do here is we dedicate children. So we, we, we get our parents, we dedicate them on, on a Sunday morning, just saying hey, that we're going to stand around this family, and we're going to grow these men and women of God. As they grow older, that we're going to dedicate them to the Lord and say, hey, we're going to be there for them in those tough moments when, when they, things get crazy. We're going to be there and just grow them as a family. So... Why get baptized? Now I'll talk to you a little bit about it, about it. So why get baptized? So three reasons to get baptized today. Uh, three quick reasons. I only got about a couple more, uh, 15 more minutes. So uh, 
One is Jesus modeled it. What I love about the Bible is when you, when you hear stories, you always see, see people talking to, together. You usually think it's pretty quick, and you're like, oh, well, that, that was okay. That was an easy conversation. Like, anybody could do that. But in this, in this situation, John the Baptist and Jesus had a disagreement. Like, they're going back and forth about it. I feel like it, it took quite a bit of time, and they're just going back and forth. Like, well, well I, I'm not going to baptize you. And Jesus is like, you got to baptize me. He's like, no, I don't want to. You know, just the disagreement I have with my wife, like, disagreement with her about knowing what to eat. That's how it looked. It took, like, three to four hours uh, in that moment with them. It's just like, Jesus said, hey, you, you got to do this. And John the Baptist is like, I can't do this. Like, I'm... I'm you're holy. You're the son of God. I know who you are because John the Baptist already knew who he was. And he says, I, I can't. I can't do this. And Jesus says, no, you have to. I have to model it. I have to go first, and I have to show the disciples. I have to show the people that I'm going first, and this is what has to be done. So we're going to read it in Matthew 3, 3 through 17. I won't read the whole, whole thing, but I'm just going to um, skip down in, in some. So it says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And 11, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. 13, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After, after his baptism, as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. He was our example. Yes. Jesus said, I have to get baptized because I have to model it. And it, I, I get the situation, the disagreement, but he had no sin. He did it to fulfill and to be an example in that moment, yeah. to say, hey, this is what needs to be done. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. So with, with just, just going with that, so the first one was Jesus modeled it. Two is, is Jesus, is Jesus uh, commanded it. Sorry, I kind of missed my notes. Uh, Jesus commanded it. So one was he modeled it, and two is he commanded it. So one thing I love about summer is, you know, the food goes crazy, the barbecues, the, the cookouts, we, we go over to people's places, we, we get to stay up late, we get 4th of July tomorrow, uh, my birthday's next week, I love, that's what I love about the summer, uh, we, we, s'mores, uh, what, uh, all kinds of stuff, right, there, there, you go to the lake, you go to the pool, you go to the water park, you go to all this place, but one thing I do not like, I guess, about summer is I love my kids, I really do, but they're all for summer break, like, like it, it's, 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 it's tough in those moments. Like, my, my electric, electricity bill is, like, super high. I go into my fridge, and there's nothing there. I'm like, man, what are y'all doing? Like, I'll, I'll save a piece of cake, and I'll have it in there, and I'll come back hours later, open it, and I'm just like, where's my cake? Who ate it? And my, my littlest, my seven-year-old, she would be like, I don't know, Dad, with chocolate all over her mouth. I don't know who ate it. It was probably uh, my sister, Evelyn. I, I don't know. But, man, just one thing about it is they kind of mess up my routine, you know, throughout the day because I, I drop them off for school, and then I go pick them up. So now I have to take care of them and do all these things and feed them and, you know, all that. But with that being said, I, I, I stick to my routine. So I, I go in the mornings. I go, to, I go to the gym. So I tell them, hey, there's a chore list, what y'all need to do. Y'all need to wash dishes. Y'all need to fold y'all's clothes, clean your room, mop, sweep, you know, everything, clean the gutters, paint, cut the grass. But... 
But this is what I tell them, and then when I walk out the door, I get everything ready, and as I'm at the door, I tell them, hey, girls, come here, and they'll run, and I tell them, hey, make sure y'all do this. I need the chores done. This is what y'all have to do. Y'all have to clean the house. I need the house clean by the time I come back, and this is what, uh, this is what I tell them. This is the last words I leave them with. It's very important that they do that because, hey, I need, we need a clean house. We need, we need it to make... Uh, be presentable so when people come, when they, we see that. And we see this with, with Jesus telling the disciples. He leaves them with something at the very end, right before he ascends to heaven. He leaves them with some words and says, hey, I need you to do this. It's not an if you want to do it. It's not if I, oh, well, I'll think about it if I, if I have to. But it says, hey, I need you to do this. You're going to do this. I command you to do this. And we're going to read it in Matthew 28 and 19. It's, it's considered the, the Great Commission. And so it's uh, Matthew 28 19 says, go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. I'll read it one more time. Just man. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's not an if. It's a go. Make. Baptize. This is, it's a command. It's... Like I said, it, you know it's important because this is his last words before he goes to heaven. He's telling them, hey, I need y'all to do this. Y'all have to do this. I'm commanding you to do this. So those were his last words before he went to heaven. So like I said, they were, they, you knew they were important. So recap. So point number one was Jesus modeled it. Point number two was Jesus commanded it. And point number three is he identifies us with Jesus. Baptism identifies us with Jesus. I, this probably has to be my favorite one because I don't, kind of don't like being, what to to, being told what to do. So, uh, and moderately, you know, first kind of Jesus. But at, at times, it's just identifying us with Jesus. This is so good. My favorite one. In high school, I was a bad kid. I, I didn't know God until out of, I was out of high school. Uh, so I, I didn't know Jesus. I, I didn't come to youth group. I didn't come to church. My parents didn't come to church. My parents were separated. Uh, my, my dad was, was kind of in and out of my life. My mom, she worked two jobs just to maintain. So she would wake up 5 in the morning, get off at 3, and then only have 30 minutes to eat, and then go to her second job, get off at 10. So I would hardly see her. So what she did was uh, she would drop me off at my aunt's house. And my aunt, they, uh, she would do this, kind of the same thing. So she had six boys, well, five boys, five boys and three girls. They had a, uh, she had been married again, so they kind of brought in their family. But there was five boys, all my age. So my, my oldest cousin was three years older than me. My second oldest was set two years and then a year older and then one the same age as me. And then we had a little cousin that was three years younger than us. But during this time, she would drop us off. Now you got to think, six boys. You got to say trouble. That's trouble. Everybody say trouble. trouble. Yeah, like it was trouble. So pray, pray for our pastor. He has five boys. So pray for him. <laughs> But, man, we, it was six boys all together, and we, we, we didn't know God. We, we, I mean, there was, I could just think of stories of, of people inviting us, and we wouldn't go. But, man, it's just uh, us growing up together in those moments, and boys being boys, we, we got in fights. We got in trouble. We did all things, like crazy things. Uh, the first time I got in a fight was in the sixth grade. I'm talking, you think like, oh, that's just a normal fight, just y'all punch each other. No, I mean, like, one of my, one of my eyes was closed shut. I was busted mouth, like, nose bleeding. I kept going. Like, it was, that's how it was from sixth grade on. It was constant fights, and we were just boys being boys. That's how we always got into fights. So my cousins were already in high school already, and so when I entered high school, 
I kind of got there, and so my friends would get into fights. I would go with them because, I, I mean, I love doing it. And when I, would, I, I would, <laughs> when I would get there with them, I, I would always see the people, like, kind of, like, step back, like, oh, you know, that's, that's Antonio. And I'm just like, okay, like, what, what's going on? Like, what, why, why, why don't y'all want to, like, fight me or wh- whatever you want to do? Like, they would kind of be scared, intimidated when I would get there. And it was because they would tell me, oh, because you're so-and-so's little cousin. You, it, it's nothing that you did. So it wasn't because I was, I was strong and I knew how to fight and I was quick and I was tough. It was none of that. It was because, hey, you're so-and-so's little cousin. So if we know if we mess with you, we got to mess with them. Hey, if, if we get into a fight with you, guess what? Who we're fighting next? Them. And that's how it is. And that just, just I, and I, I, I kind of loved it at the moment because I would just pick on people. I wouldn't pick on people, but older guys, I'd be like, yeah, you want to fight? And then my, you know, my cousin's behind me like, yeah, what do you want to do? And I was small. I was, I'm small now, so I was even smaller. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in those moments, that, that's, that's what baptism is. It identifies us with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It, says, it tells the world, hey, we are with Jesus. When we get baptized, it says, hey, I'm with Jesus now. Maybe you're in here, you're saying, man, I'm good. I'm a great speaker. I'm a great CEO of my job. I'm doing all this stuff great. Or you might say, man, I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm all these things. I'm struggling with my life. I'm struggling with my marriage. I'm struggling with my kids. What am I supposed to do? The good thing about it is when we come to Jesus, it says, hey, that doesn't matter anymore. It says, hey, you identify with Jesus. You're, you're a man of God. You're, you're, you're a woman of God. You're a daughter. You're a son. You're, you're wanted. You're, you're called. You, you are someone loved in those moments. That's what happens when we identify ourselves with, with Jesus in those moments when we get baptized. So remember, it's an outward expression of an inward decision. So when we give our lives to God, it says, hey, I want to now tell the world I'm his and I identify with Jesus in those moments. And in Colossians 2.12, I'm going to read it for you, and it says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. That's good. But we keep going. 12 through 15, it says, or uh, 13 through 15, it says, You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. And in that moment, on July 17th, you have the opportunity to say, I identify with with Jesus now. That, hey, guess what, you, you, you invite your friends, your families, and I know some of it at times, they, they kind of talk down about it. They, they, they say, well, you see, you're still struggling, but you say in those moments when you get baptized, when, when you go down that water and you, the old goes away and the new comes up, you say, hey, I identify with Jesus. That, hey, those problems still might be there, but guess what? I got somebody protecting me now. Yeah. Now, when somebody yeah. comes to me and says, hey, I identify with Jesus. Oh, you want to mess with me? Guess what? Yeah, it's Jesus. It's in those moments that you identify yourself with them. So with the, uh, with the three points, one, Jesus modeled it. Two, he commanded it. And three, he identifies, with the, identifies us with Jesus. 
Maybe that's you today who say, hey, I, I, I want to get baptized. I, I, I kind of see that need. Or I know a family member who knows to get baptized. Or I've kind of been thinking about it. Or I still have questions about it. July 17th is your opportunity to get baptized. To know God. To, to say, hey, that old is gone. The new is up. Yeah. That when people see you now, he's like, you know who I'm with? You know who I identify with? It's Jesus. In those moments. Now you, you're, you're together.